So I've had an interesting uh, couple of weeks, past couple of weeks. I missed the podcast last week. I apologize for that uh, ahead of time. I have a lot of events and a lot of things going on, as I'm sure you guys can guess. And sometimes I'm just not available on Sundays. Sometimes I'm just not there on Sundays. So I usually, if I, if I can't be there on Sundays, I try to push the podcast back to Wednesdays. Well, in this case, I had my girlfriend over here um, for a full week. I was basically taking a vacation. So Sunday was out, Wednesday was out, and here we are on Sunday again. So um, we're doing the podcast today. But yeah, I'm sorry I missed last week couple of uh, quick things I wanted to mention about the podcast, though. So, they have not been monetizing uh, my podcast channel. They monetized my main channel, the Telltale channel. They monetized my science channel. They refused to monetize my podcast channel. They never gave me a solid final decision on it. So, what I decided to do, I haven't uploaded a science video in a while. It's been probably, I don't know, six months or so since I've uploaded a science video because it's a lot of work. It's so much work. I, you know, I have to do a couple of videos for my main channel, have to do the podcast, two different podcasts every week usually, and, and then a science video on top of it. It's so much work. It's hard to do. So I, I had to cut something out somewhere along the line. So what I did was I cut out the science videos for the moment. Uh, that was six months ago. Now I'm back in it, and I've decided to, since they're not monetizing the podcast channel, I'm transitioning, or I have transitioned the podcast from the old channel that they refused to monetize to the science channel, and I rebranded the science channel to the podcast channel. The old podcast channel is renamed Telltale Podcast Archive. And I'm going to keep all the old videos up there, all the old clips, all the old raw footage and everything. It's all going to stay up there. Uh, but I'm going to upload new podcasts to the Telltale Podcast channel, previously known as Telltale Science, uh, because it is monetized. So who knows? Maybe over time I will change the Telltale Podcast Archive channel into Telltale Science. I'll just do a complete reversal on the two channels and then get the, the new science channel monetized. That'd be kind of funny. So anyways, that's the situation with that. I wanted to cover that with you guys real quick. So if you're looking for the podcast channel, it's different. It's Telltale Podcast, not Telltale Podcast Archive. Keep a lookout for that. For those of you who don't know what the CES letter is, I should really do a full like uh, Telltale video on this, like on my main channel. But basically, the CES letter is a something I didn't know about before. It's a letter. It's like 110 pages or something, uh, written by a guy named Jeremy T. Runnels, and it was a letter that he wrote to the Mormon Church that he sent, or to the LDS church that he sent to them and it was everything wrong with Mormonism, their doctrine, their everything. It was extremely comprehensive. I can't even believe I didn't know this existed. I heard about it from Mr. Atheist, uh, from Jimmy. 
And I mean, just kind of going through the table of contents here, we've got the Book of Mormon, issues with the Book of Mormon, issues with the Book of Mormon translation, the first vision, Book of Abraham, polygamy and polyandry, uh, prophets, kinderhook plates and translator claims, testimony and spiritual witness, priesthood restoration, witnesses, temples and Freemasonry, science, other concerns, conclusion. Uh, it's really genuinely fascinating to me that uh, that such a comprehensive thing exists, uh, and then it's got it's even got an epilogue. Like I said, it was originally written as a letter, and over time, it, it basically was changed into a book. It's completely free to download, as far as I know. I, I mean, I downloaded it for free, and I didn't seem to hit any walls or anything, paywalls or anything. But you can buy a copy from Amazon. It may actually be worth it to buy a copy because this guy put so much damn work into this thing. Seriously. Uh, I would love to write something like this for Jehovah's Witnesses, but it's such a daunting, heavy task to do. I, I can't even imagine the time it took to do this. So anyway, I wanted to take a look at uh, last time we looked at the Book of Mormon and the translation problems and things like that. We covered stuff like what are 1769 King James Version edition errors doing in the Book of Mormon, a purported ancient text, errors which are unique to the 1769 edition that Joseph Smith owned? That's damning evidence that the Book of Mormon was fabricated by Joseph Smith. Damning evidence. So, I don't know, it's really fascinating. You kind of, I mean, you can read through it and do your own research on it and keep up with it if you weren't born a Mormon or if you aren't a Mormon. It's a little bit more difficult to kind of follow just because there's a lot of, like, culture-specific things in here that it's kind of hard to pick up on if you don't understand the culture and the language and things like that, but you can work your way through it. Um, and, and like I said, it's probably worth the read. In fact, I may buy a copy on Amazon just to display. Maybe I can get Jeremy Runnels to sign it if he's still alive. I'm not sure. Anyway, I wanted to cover the, the book of Abraham. So before we get into what the CES letter has to say about the book of Abraham. I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of background on it from my understanding. Bear in mind this, some of this may be incorrect. I'm just kind of talking about what I, what I've heard about it. If you guys want more information on it, a really good source for it is brother Jake on YouTube. He's a, an ex Mormon YouTuber, really, really good guy, really interesting videos, love his stuff. Only issue with him is that he doesn't upload very often. In fact, he almost never does. But uh, he does have a, a video on the Book of Abraham. So as far as I can remember from his video on the Book of Abraham, basically there's a traveling salesman who had some ancient texts, so like some uh, some tablets and things like that, I think. Um, but they had like hieroglyphics on them. And Joseph Smith kind of lived on a commune at this point with some other like Mormons. And he got the community together to buy these texts. And he basically translated them, quote unquote, in his words, translated. Um, they were hieroglyphics, I believe. And he drew picture or he did facsimile drawings of them. So he had a 
kind of a newsletter or like a, a newspaper or whatever for his community. And he drew facsimiles of what he saw in the texts uh, and put them in that, that paper so everybody could read it. So eventually the texts that he quote unquote translated ended up getting lost to time. I think they were um, donated to a museum that eventually burned down and and things like that. And actually, I think they were found later than they survived. I don't know. It's a weird story. But anyways, he made up this whole big story about what the texts meant, what they were translated to. And like I said, it's hieroglyphics. We now know, based on the facsimiles that he drew, that that is not what they meant. What That is not how it read. But... You know, the Mormon church has kind of fought that tooth and nail. Um, that's a saying, isn't it? Fought that tooth and nail. I feel like that's wrong for some reason. Anyway, they've fought um, secular assessments of Joseph Smith's uh, translation, quote unquote, of the Book of Abraham. But let's see what uh, the CES letter has to say about it. If you guys weren't here for the last time I read the CES letter, it's kind of broken down into bullet points pretty much one two three so on and so forth and in this we've got facsimile we've got the facsimile drawings that joseph smith put in the paper so that people could see them and and things like that um of course we have a lot clearer understanding of hieroglyphics now than we did at that time just because we've got better archaeology and better and better technology things like that um so let's just give this a quick read through uh, through the CES letter. Here's number one. Originally, Joseph Smith claimed that this record was written by Abraham by his own hand upon papyrus, a claim still prominent in the heading of the Book of Abraham. This claim could not be evaluated for decades, as many thought the papyri, I feel like I'm saying that wrong, the papyri, papyri were lost in a fire. The original papyrus Joseph translated has been found and, as stated in the church's July 2014 Translation and Historicity of the Book of Abraham essay, scholars have identified the papyrus fragments as parts of standard uh, funerary texts that date to between the 3rd century BCE and the 1st century CE, long after Abraham lived. It says, we know this is the papyrus that Joseph Smith used for translation because the hieroglyphics match in chronological order to the hieroglyphics in Joseph's Kirtland Egyptian papers, which contains his grammar and alphabet of the Egyptian language, G-A-E-L. Additionally, the papyrus were pasted onto paper which have drawings of a temple and maps of the Kirtland, Ohio area on the back. And they were... Uh, they were accompanied by an affidavit by Emma Smith verifying they had been in possession uh, of Joseph Smith, in the possession of Joseph Smith. So with that last line, they're pretty much establishing uh, how we know what we know about these specific uh, pieces of papyrus. Uh, so here, that was number one. Here's number two. Egyptologists have also since translated the source material for the Book of Abraham and have found it to be nothing more than a common pagan Egyptian funerary text for a deceased man named Hor around 1st century CE. In other words, it was a common breathing permit 
I'm sorry. That's weird. A common breathing permit that the Egyptians buried with their dead. It has nothing to do with Abraham or anything Joseph claimed in his translation for the book of Abraham. The church admits this in its essay. None of the characters in the papyrus fragments mentioned Abraham's name or any of the events recorded in the book of Abraham. Mormon and non-Mormon Egyptologists agree that the characters on the fragments do not match the translation given in the book of Abraham, though there is not uh, unan- I'm sorry, there is not unanimity even among non-Mormon scholars about the proper interpretation of the vignettes on these fragments. Scholars have identified the papyrus fragments as parts of standard funerary texts that were deposited with mummified bodies. These fragments date to between the 3rd century BCE and the 1st century CE, long Abra- I'm sorry, long after Abraham lived. Okay. So this guy just dealt a, a killing blow to the book of Abraham. Just the facts that he laid out right here alone, right here. Just destroy the book of Abraham. I mean, the church is he's quoted the church as admitting that it isn't about uh Abraham. Like the it it never mentions the name Abraham or any of the the events recorded in the book of Abraham. How do you come back at that? As the Mormon church, how do you respond to that? What do you say? I mean, it, it it's pretty clear that you're screwed. You they've just proven you wrong. You've just proven yourself wrong here. What do you do? How do you backpedal from that? Ultimately, here's here is my assessment of what the Mormon church did to kind of protect themselves from this CES letter. Uh, they, as far as I know, they address some of the claims and some of the, um, the points that the CES letter addresses. Uh, they, the Mormon church pretty much admits at this point, I think that a lot of that Joseph Smith didn't quote unquote, translate capital T anything. He didn't translate shit. He, uh, translated, quote-unquote, with a lowercase t, which means interpreted. He looked at the words and felt what they meant to him and wrote that down, and that was what God wanted him to understand. Because we have the words that he supposedly translated. I mean, we have the, the papyrus that he supposedly translated in some cases, completely different. We know the language. We know the language that's on the the scrolls, the papyrus and things that he used. It's not representative at all of what it actually said. Completely different. So they basically get get by it by saying he he interpreted. He didn't translate. But honestly, like this this entire CES letter is seriously a killing blow to the Mormon church. I don't understand. Like, the only way I can see people still believing all of this is if they haven't read the CES letter. I mean, that has to be it. They just haven't read the thing. There's no way you can read this and still believe it after. Uh, I guess you can just distrust all of modern science, all of modern archaeology, uh, that's an option, but uh, I don't know. At what point are you just 
you're just lying to yourself at a certain point. That's it. That's the bottom line. You're just lying to yourself. So this guy just just delivers killing blow after killing blow through this entire thing. I would love to go through this whole letter. And honestly, I would really love to go. I would love to create a Jehovah's Witness version of the CES letter. But I don't know if I have the time in my life. Like, this is so detailed and intricate and well done. This must have taken the guy years to do. Years. I mean, just listen to this. Some of this stuff that we read from the last CES, uh, the last time we addressed a CES letter. When King James translators were translating the King James Bible between 1604 and 1611, they would occasionally put in their own words into the text to make the English more readable. That's a factual claim. You can look it up and verify that that is factually true. That's just something accepted in uh, the archaeology and the, uh, the, the biblical scholar community. We know exactly what these words are because they're italicized in the King James Version. What are these 17th century italicized words doing in the Book of Mormon? Word for word, what does this say about the Book of Mormon being an ancient record? That is just a killing blow, plain and simple. It proves unequivocally, as far as I'm concerned, unequivocally, that the Book of Mormon was not translated, was not divined, was not given to Joseph Smith. He made it up. That is, that, that is seriously the only explanation here. He made it up. Because he had the version of the Bible that these errors were in. I mean, exact word-for-word -word errors from the version of the Bible that he had just doesn't make any sense. Potato, do you have any questions for me by chance? Uh, we do have a couple questions. Sweet. Sir Ninny III asked, in terms of vocal atheists agnostics, to whom would you credit in being the most helpful in the fight against religious cults? Mm. Who would I credit as being the most helpful in the fight against religious cults? Interesting question. Um, hmm. I assume you're talking mainstream uh, famous atheists like Richard Dawkins and Sam Harris and things like that. That's tough. Um, I feel like Dawkins wrote a really, really comprehensive book with The God Delusion. Uh, it was pretty on the nose, the book was, in many ways. And he actually addresses some Jehovah's Witness literature in the book. I, I thought that was pretty cool. But um, I don't know. I, I'm going to have to default to Richard Dawkins, I think. Um, yeah, Richard Dawkins. I don't think any of them really address cults directly. In fact, Sam Harris has some kind of strange views on, uh, on spirituality and mysticism and, and things like that. I'm not super 100% on board with him on some of that. But anyway, yeah, that, that'd be my answer. Do you have another question? Sure. Um, Liberoso was asking... Were you planning on doing other podcasts for the European uh, viewers? Yes, I am. Have not figured out when it's going to be yet exactly. I just got, uh, just got through with a vacation, so it's going to take some time to kind of figure out exactly when. But yes, I am planning on doing that. Probably, be about four hours earlier than usual. That would be my plan. Um, do you have one more? I'll take one more question, I guess, for the moment. Sure. 
Um, Vanceman asked, how would you describe the book of Job? How would I describe the book of Job? Yep. I think that the the book of Job is an interesting one. Um, it's a story of, as far as I can remember, bear with me, because it's been probably 10 years since I've read it minimum, maybe 15. It's a story of a guy who is kind of tossed around and abused by Satan to prove that he doesn't love God uh, as much as he loves himself, I guess, is probably an okay assessment. Um, And God could put a stop to this test anytime. He's just standing on the sidelines allowing one of his people to just get mutilated and get his family murdered and everything instead of saving his family. It, it just blows my mind. Like, how do people justify this stuff? He loses his family, and then they're replaced with a new one at the end of it. Is that really a good solution? Is that really the best solution? What happened to the other 50 people? Like, we just don't care about them anymore? I don't know. It, it, it shows, honestly, the book of Job shows where that culture's morality was in time. We can look at it and see where their culture and their morality was. And it was severely lacking. And trying to justify some of the horrific stuff that happened uh, in those cultures at that time is laughable nowadays. Like Ken Ham, for example, saying... Well, you know, slavery back then in Bible times isn't what slavery is today. It's like completely different. It's a totally different thing. It's indentured servitude, not the same. B.S. Slavery is slavery. If you own another person, period, full stop. If you own another person, it's wrong. Just that's it. That's, That's all I need to say about it. I don't care how long you owned them. I don't care if it was from your own nation or if it was from nations around you. I don't care how old they were. I don't care if there's a loophole where you can escape. Don't give a shit. If you own another person, it's wrong. That's the bottom line. It's not a cultural thing. You know, it it just blows my mind watching people try to spin their wheels trying to justify all these horrific things. You You can say that it was wrong to own another person and still believe in God if you want. It's just like you can say evolution is, uh, you're, you can accept evolution as, as a real factual thing and also believe in God too. I don't see why they have to be mutually exclusive. I released a video today basically of uh, me and my girlfriend going through a website called jwmatch.com. And it's a Jehovah's Witness dating website. I thought it was really interesting that that it even existed. I didn't think that they'd get very many people. Certainly not sponsored by the Jehovah's Witness church. There's absolutely no way they would ever support or endorse or sponsor something like that. In fact, I'm genuinely surprised that you find Jehovah's Witnesses on there. But on closer inspection, I discovered that a lot of the people there were disfellowshipped but trying to come back or not quite baptized yet but trying to get baptized or believed it but aren't really going to meetings anyways. Like, um, 
who is it? I think it's Serena Williams is a famously a Jehovah's Witness, but she isn't baptized. She just kind of practices, quote unquote, doesn't go to meetings or anything. She just doesn't celebrate any holidays. I think it's Serena. Maybe it's Venus. Uh, Serena Williams. Yeah, maybe it's Venus Williams. Um, no, I think it's Serena. Yeah. Yeah, it's Serena Williams. She talks about being Jehovah's Witness all the time, and and it's ridiculous. Uh, because she's not a Jehovah's Witness. She's She's never been baptized. She doesn't go to meetings. She swears. She fornicates. She breaks every friggin' rule in the book. But she purports to be Jehovah's Witness and endorses their ideology, pushes their ideals further, and it's it's not good. It's not good at all. It's wrong. Um what she's doing it's disgusting like she doesn't understand the ideology that she's pushing further and she's a part of like organizations that stand against uh child abuse and stand against spousal abuse and she's endorsing the policies that jehovah's witnesses push that make those things worse it's just hypocrisy to the core because she doesn't understand what she's doing like she doesn't she can't possibly understand what she's doing and to do it anyways like it's just such deep hypocrisy and i and i genuinely don't think she's a bad person it's either she's a bad person and she's doing this or she just doesn't understand it's one of those two things anyway sorry i got off track a lot of people are kind of living like serena williams is uh probably like endorsing the ideology but not exactly completely in it that's the kind of thing that i expect so let's take a look at the comments here see what they have to say next out of context telltale compilation is going to need this quote in it for sure at 848 i wonder what i said let's see what i said i figure that gives me the best chance of roping me a man i figure that gives me the best chance of roping me a man that is a good out of context quote that's hilarious get a goatee for your rule breaking selfie yeah, uh, I talked about doing a rule-breaking selfie. Um, I talked about this subreddit that's, I think it's um, reddit.com slash r slash xjw selfies. I think that's it. It's just like a bunch of selfies, yeah. It's a bunch of people who, who got selfies um, breaking rules. This guy is in the Air Force. He's an ex-Jehovah's Witness. That's against the rules. Guy has a beard. It's against the rules. It's a gay couple. Uh, this guy's a cop. It's a government job. Uh, this guy's got a beard. He's moving in with his girlfriend, I think, or his wife or something. Uh, this guy's got a beard. It's a lesbian couple. This guy's celebrating Christmas. Uh, got a goatee. Yeah, I, I would love to take one for this subreddit. That would be really cool. I voted. Um, I really want to do something, like, just explosive, though. Like, I've got a 666 tattoo on my arm. So... You know, I don't smoke, I don't smoke, uh, I don't consume illegal substances, I'll say that. I I have in the past, I just don't anymore. But I thought about taking page 666 from the Bible and rolling a cigarette with it and smoking it in this picture while showing my 666 tattoo. That would be the shit. I would love to get a picture of that and put it on that subreddit. But I don't know, we'll see. Anyway, uh, let's see. What else did people say? Forgot how pretty Rose is. She's great for a catfish. That's my girlfriend. 
That's funny. Uh, yeah, thanks, Manastro, for that. Let's see. Jehovah Witnessy. Lol, that's so funny, man. <laughs> um, let's see. Great video, Telltale. I bet they recognized your name. Love and peace. Can you say repressed sexual problems? Yeah, for sure. Uh, talking about the Jehovah's Witness dating website. Take a picture of you playing a video game. Also, your girlfriend is really pretty. Thank you. That's awesome. I went to jwmatch.com myself, and what surprised me the most is that the in the interested section, it gave the men and women option. Yes, I noticed that too, Seenable. Um, okay, a couple of things before I get into guests real quick. I want to go to jwmatch.com. While that's loading, I want to show you guys micropoms. I don't know if you guys have heard of this type of dog, but it's it's a really, really tiny version of a Pomeranian. Here's one. This is, as far as I know, this is a full-grown adult micropom. This is the, this is a hand next to it. Look at his itty-bitty little paw. How cute is that? You just want to squeeze it literally to death. It's just so freaking cute. Oh, God, it's so small. Oh, I love it. Anyway, sorry. Okay, jwmatch.com. <laughs> so they have I am a man or woman option interested in women, men, or men and women option. And that surprises a lot of people. It surprised me at first. But something that I actually came to realize is that it's not just a dating website. It's also a friend website. See, it's for people who are just trying to find activity partners and stuff too, not just for dating. Although a, a big part of it is dating. You can go to the bottom here and... Cert, you know, if you want to put, I'm a woman looking for men, say age 18 to 35, you can search and pull it up. Looking for women who are faithful in more ways than one, winky face. Ugh, someone for me there. Um, introvert seeks company. That's kind of witty. That's really witty. Oh, whoever this dude is, he would get my, I, I would definitely send him a message on a dating website if I were gay, but I'm not. So, uh, let's see. Looking for spiritually minded person. Um, hello period smiley face. That's creative. Let's sit back and chill. Does that, does aforementioned chilling include Netflix by chance? I smell a bad Jehovah's witness. Let's create our own romantic story. God, what? These are so cheesy. This is awful. Looking for open-minded people wanting to explore the naughty side of life. That's not, an, that's not a Jehovah's Witness thing to say. Let's hold hands as we grow hold. <laughs> I love these shitty dating websites. They're awful. Let's hold hands as we grow hold with an H. <laughs> God, these people. All right, I'll tell you what, let's take some guests because I'm going to get sucked into this. It's so funny. So the first guest I have here is Vance Man. Are you there? Can you hear me? Testing. One, two, three. Vance Man? No? Sid, as Trump would say. Sid. All right, I'll remute you. I'll go on to somebody else for the moment and we'll see if we can come back and, and get you. In a... Oh, wait, Vance Man is talking. Hang on. Are you there? Oh, yeah, I am. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> So tell me, what religion were you originally? Are you still religious? We talked about this a little bit in uh, DMs and things, but I figured for the audience we'd get a little bit more information from you. 
Um, I'm, my family is technically non-denominational, but we used to be Southern Baptists. My mom used to be a Catholic before that. Okay, interesting. So, so you were raised Southern Baptist then, I guess, or? Uh, in a way, yes. Okay. Was it not super extreme? Um, not really as far as my family was concerned. Okay, not so bad. But the... Uh, one part of the bite model that definitely hit was like saying, oh, you're going to be experiencing disaster after disaster after leaving or some shit like that. Yeah, instilling fears and phobias were, about leaving the group. Yeah, like it it was pretty bad. For That's that not good. That's not good. Um, I figure if they're extreme, even on a single point, if they're like the most extreme of the extreme on, on certain points, then I'd be willing to call them a cult. But how do you feel about Southern Baptist in general? Was your church different than other Southern Baptist churches in, in many ways? or uh, Like, I barely even remember it. Okay. I don't remember much of, like, church stuff anyway. Right, right. So what religion are you now? Are you still religious, or? Um, I am also true, technically, or uh, Germanic pagan. Okay. Still learning. Okay, interesting. You're still learning. What's the learning process like with it? A lot of reading. A lot of reading. Mm. Do you have to read a certain amount, or is there a book that you have to go through? To learn key parts about it, necessarily, there's specific books that are recommended to get a good hold on it. Mm. And as far as, like, rituals and stuff, you're probably... It's basically laissez-faire, but a lot of them, when it comes to animal sacrifices, of course... It's a big no-no. Okay, so you're not supposed to do animal sacrifice then? Well, today is, that's the case. You're not supposed to. Got you. But it in and, the past, I guess it was different? or. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of the Blood Eagle before, but from sources I've read in the past... That used to be a human sacrifice to Odin. Really? Okay, I, I know very yeah. little about it. So any kind of information you can give me is interesting and useful. So you both, I mean, I guess you kind of accept that Odin is a deity or? Um, in a way, yes. I'm more agnostic than anything. Are there any gods that you do believe in specifically or? How would I put this? It's really strange. Mm. While I am agnostic, I do have a belief that they may exist. Mm. About a 60% chance. Okay, interesting. Do Are there any specific ones that you kind of believe in? How many are there that are generally accepted by the pagan community? Do you know? Uh, my specific community, I still have to read up on that. Okay. Like... Work has been getting in the way right, a lot right. on top of that college. I think there are a lot, right? Because it's like a, uh, what is it, the word? Um, polytheistic. Yeah, that's it. They're a polytheistic yeah. religion, isn't it? Yeah. So as far as I can remember, there are a bunch. I I'm wondering, is it like the Greek set of gods? Like, are we talking like Zeus and Poseidon, or are we talking... 
like the Roman gods? Do you know or uh, like as far as the whole community is concerned, it's mm-hmm. pretty diverse. Mm. You you get anything from Rome to Egypt, even Scandinavia stuff like that. Right. I think like the history behind all that is so fascinating. I think I went through. Um, I went through Wicca forever ago, like in a video and talked about like some spells and things like that. Have you ever like done any kind of spell stuff or anything? Do you know much about spells and rituals? Like, well, I do somewhat believe that they may work. Mm. I don't want to fuck it up for fear of that backfiring. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I've never done it. I think in the video that I did, it's like I said, it's been forever, but I feel like I remember reading some spells where, or reading about a ritual where they put like different objects in a jar and then fill the jar with a liquid and then bury it or something like that. I think it was called like a jar Hmm. spell or something. I've never heard of that. That's pretty, I'm going to have to look into that. Yeah, okay, so I just looked it up. Okay, this is witchcraft, so it may be a little bit different. How to cast a jar spell is what it's called, and it's... Uh, it. This may actually be different from what you do. I'm not 100% sure. Maybe mixing it up, but... Uh, yeah, you just kind of... You define your intent, select a container, choose your jar's content, fill your jar, seal your jar, meditate on your intent, and then uh, bury it and pray pretty much is what you're doing i think so anyway kind of an interesting thing i guess uh, but what kind of rituals yeah. do people do in your religion like do you see a lot of rituals and stuff i have watched a ritual tutorial on youtube however what they do basically is if uh, blood is not available which i personally would not do that i am squeamish mm. concerning that uh, they use something like mead or any good quality alcohol, at least, mm. in a libation bowl. I'd have to send you the video. Interesting. I, okay. It's hard for me to remember. Right. Sure. That sounds pretty cool. So, how long have you been studying, uh, like this religion? Since I was like seventeen, maybe sixteen, and I'm twenty now. Okay. So a good while then. Yeah. Do you you said you're about sixty percent sure that it's true, right? Roughly. Yeah. What is it that gets you to that sixty percent mark? Like how how can is there some like what's your best evidence for it? Like I'm still honestly wondering about the percentage myself mm. and I'm, like I'm one of those agnostics like I'd rather worship and not piss them off, basically, Mm. if there is one. Okay. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. What about, do you ever worry that maybe Allah is the true God and we all fucked up by, like, worshiping these other pagan gods? Uh, It's a possibility. Why did you pick the pagan ones instead of Allah? Any reason? Like, for me, it's like their myths and stuff like that. Mm. I mean, Thor was slaying fucking giants and shit. 
And what did God do? I don't. Th- so you mean the God of like Allah or Yahweh or whatever, right? Yeah. I think the Abrahamic God. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The Abrahamic God. I do see what you're saying. So you're saying that these pagan gods were more aggressive and more warriors, maybe than than the Abrahamic God. Is that what uh, you're getting? Pretty at? much in a way. Yes. Like, however, there. I don't like condone all of it of course sure sure they've done some both types of gods have done some pretty bad shit yeah if you ask me sure yeah i've definitely seen a lot of bad stuff in the bible at the very least i don't know a whole lot about paganism but for like for me for example like sodom and gomorrah Mm. in the abrahamic bible yeah like you couldn't fix them i mean really yeah that was an ugly story there are actually a lot of really uh, ugly stories. And the one thing that I find like super fascinating about the Abrahamic Bible um, is the fact that like the Old Testament Yahweh is so completely different than the New Testament one. You know what I mean? It's like they're two different creatures completely. Like one of them is like violent and angry and the other is super peace-loving and happy and cool, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've noticed that, too. It's like, if you're a Christian and you're following the Bible, you can find a verse in any... You can find a verse to support any position you want. But if you're a Christian and following only the New Testament, then it's going to be a lot harder to justify a lot of the hate that people hold. Oh, yeah. You ask me, even in the New Testament, there's still, like... How would I put it? The capability of cherry picking. Mm, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, there definitely is. Uh, the the gospels. I mean, we can continue to narrow it down, get even smaller. But for example, the gospels are just the things that Jesus said alone. Uh, the, Jesus is just a much more peace loving guy. Like he didn't say anything about gay people at all. Nothing. Uh, yeah. But you can find verses in even the New Testament in different parts about uh gay people or hating gays or whatever else you know yeah but it's you know i don't know religion is an interesting thing to me i just like learning about it generally but like the real interesting thing is Mm. my parents of course don't know about that but the funny part is or well i don't know if it would be ironic I live in the fucking Bible Belt, specifically Louisiana. Okay. If you want to put me in deeper water, anyway. Yeah, I know. I live, I live in the Bible Belt too. Although you may actually be deeper in the Bible Belt. I'm in West Virginia, and it's not super great here. Um, sometimes it sucks because you got to keep quiet about who you are and pretend you aren't, or pretend you are somebody you're not. For example, you know. And that sucks. It's not fun. Yeah, like, it's not fun at all. Half the time, like for an atheist, for example, your very presence offends them. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. But I'm going to have to quote Stephen Fry here. They say they think I'm offended gives them specific rights. Yeah, I'm offended by this. Well, so fucking what? Right? <laughs> yes, I remember that. Uh, I remember him saying that. That That is an awesome quote. But uh, I'm going to have to move on to somebody else. It's been super interesting talking to you, and maybe we can get you on and talk again, okay? 
Oh, yeah, cool. All right, thanks for coming. Yeah, that's... Uh, man, I love Stephen Fry. I have not watched enough of his stuff lately. Stephen Fry is so funny. He's a really interesting guy. Um, him and Darren Brown. I think Darren Brown works with Stephen Fry a lot uh, on various projects and stuff, but they're both really cool. They're, I think they're both gay, and they're both atheists, and they're both performers, basically. Super awesome uh, couple of people. So anyway, uh, the next person I wanted to get on was... Uh, wait a minute. It was Oriax. Are you there? Can you hear me? Yes, should be able to. How's it going? Oh, we meet again. <laughs> yeah, uh, you've uh, been on the Discord for like a really long time, haven't you? Yeah, it's. Uh, I looked at it. Uh, it was like um, roughly a year ago, I think, or something like that. Mm. Uh, you know what? Actually, I can probably just find out real quick. Uh, user info, or yeah, so let's just find out. Oh, yeah, they'll be in the... Oh, yeah, that's right, because yeah, cause the resets, some things, yeah. yeah, and the resets and the whatnots, right. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, you know, but glad you've been on the server either way. That's pretty cool. No. So what religion were you originally? Are you still religious, or what's that about? Um, Yeah, so, fun story. I, I was originally a Methodist. Uh, grew up out of that, became an atheist for, I think, a few years maybe. Mm. And then uh, I got invited to Satanic Cult, and now I am essentially just, uh, I'm off of that, but I'm still a Satanist. So what was the name of the, do you want to say the name of the Satanic Cult? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's um, so it's called uh, Joy of Satan, and they also go by um, the spiritual Satanism tag. Um, like, yeah, that's about it. I don't know how you categorize them, really. Um, so let me see if maybe I can uh, get a little more information on this. I just pulled their website up. So as far as I know, there's theistic Satanism and then atheistic Satanism. So we've got things like um, the Church of Satan and uh, the Satanic Temple, which are atheistic yes. Satanism. And then we've got theistic Satanism, which is a Satanism that believes that God is real and that Satan is real. Is that right? or? Um. Kind of. It wouldn't. I mean, it depends on who you ask. Um, with the theistic, but I, I would say with the theistic, uh, it means that like you know, Satan is then their their god in the pantheon. Um, and then I don't think that they have God Israel. I think that's maybe one of the sub okay. sub ones. But I I don't think I've ran into anybody who thinks uh the like Yahweh Christian God whatever you want to call it. I don't I don't think there's one that really finds that he's real. I have okay. my own beliefs on that. So okay, interesting. So they cut. They kind of believe that Satan, quote unquote, is just another god in the pantheon. Is that what you said? Yeah, some do. Um, some might solely worship Tim. I uh, haven't really seen that. Hmm. It's usually the other demons work as the um, function as the godheads in the okay. uh, religion as well. What did you yep. believe about Satan and things when you were in it? Oh, when I was in it, oh man, there's a, there, it, it's it's a different, um, but for when I was in it, mm. um, it's introduced like he's he's the he's the head god, mm. um, I still I still believe that though that's one thing, um, but he's he's the head god, um, and then like there, there's a whole bunch of others underneath him, and it's it's taken from some other, it's taken from some text, um, and they they generally tend to uh, believe he 
like uh, there's they have this thing about how the um, human race came about mm. um, like who's the enemy why are they the enemy and you know that gets into um, some very terrible uh, beliefs they programmed into you right very um, interesting like what group did the programming was it like a discord or yeah I I am in their discord um, mm. still uh, obviously I'm uh, out of it like socially and sure uh, I don't really talk to them I don't really go in there except to really uh, look at the information um, which they say that they have on the the interesting thing about the discord is it's an entity that in itself uh, functions um, regardless of whether the um, okay so I, this, this is gonna take a really weird time to explain but essentially they branched off from uh, the section that was joy of Satan they, they took they took the information and the leadership and they made their own group on discord unofficially because they did that they did not get approved and they were told by the higher-ups i learned this later on that the higher-ups did actually go there and did actually join the server but they ended up either getting kicked out or they completely um were told um that they either just didn't like it or just wanted it destroyed or something okay. they just didn't want any part of the server for some reason um and so the people who let it, um, at least right now, uh, if they don't have their account disabled, they are essentially inactive. So I they're see. very, very, like, it's a very strange um, thing now. I think they've basically been uh, destroyed from the inside out. Okay, I see what you're saying. So uh, it sounds to me like this may be the case with it. Uh, somebody... I think created a subreddit for me like a while back, but I didn't really take part in it at all or endorse it in any way because though it had my name on it, it wasn't like, it wasn't really in line with who I am and what I want to present yeah. to the world. And so I'm guessing that's probably a similar situation with that. Like the higher ups didn't really want the discord there because it didn't really, they, they had no control over whether or not it represented what they believed, you know? That'd be my guess. I don't know. No. Um, I think what happened is uh, they I, – I learned this later on mm. again, but they actually have uh, forums of where they actually link everything. But mm. they make it seem like they're writing the posts. Mm. It functions very similar to 4chan because no one knows who anyone is except for the leaders. Um, so basically they say like, oh, like uh, – like, um, Master Co – like, uh, like um, what was it? Like Priest Cobra. Grand Priest Cobra, or whatever he's called, yeah. um, uh, he he posted this big thing about how like the uh, the Jews are weak right now, and let's try to take them like really them reverse all the yeah and reverse oh, all. Oh, the other the other very strange thing they did that I I think I did it once, and then that was it because it was such a waste of time. Mm. Um, was they 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 read the Torah in reverse because they think it reverses spells or something. Really. Yeah, and I was like, I, I remember thinking, I'm like, this is stupid. Like, I it didn't. I think I did it once because they like pressured me into doing it, and it was just like one of those things. I'm just sitting there. I'm just like, this is retarded. Like, there's there's no reason to do this. That's super <laughs> like, interesting. Like, let me ask you this: and what is the strangest thing that you think they did? Like, that's that's pretty up there. Do you think that's probably the strangest thing that they did? Um. Oh no. Um. Probably the, the strangest the thing. 
The strangest thing I think, at least even in any social dynamic I see there, is that they um, they're like the more I've seen one person like get involved, the more like rape they they've seemed to be okay. like they'll they'll just straight up just be like hinting at um doing actions with like certain members. Oh, and that's just, not like, good. And they did it with me, and I was like, I you're a dude, I'm a dude. That's you you realize I don't know you. Like right. that's kind of weird. Oh yeah, and one more thing I want to ask about actually before I move mm -hmm. on was have what do you know about like rituals and blood rituals and things like that? Like do they do any of that just generally in the in the religion? Um they they say they frown upon it. Um mm -hmm. but the I think one of the first uh rituals they either they kind of make you do um again they they say you don't really have to do it. You can do it in yeah. another way which is like essentially ethereal which that's what i i don't think that i think that was bullshit because mm -hmm. if you're starting out on something you shouldn't be trying something that's higher up in the playing field but they uh they basically asked some people and some people did this they uh they'll they'll ask you to like cut yourself bleed a little bit and then you basically present your um present your blood and some kind of like promise or something to say and it's very it's very close to uh to a black mass i think mm, okay. or something like that um but y the other thing that um if there was someone who is a believer i would ask would be why do you need to present your bloodline to make sure you're not jewish to a god that could obviously tell and see who you are like do you get what I'm saying? It's like saying, like, you need to show somebody that you're not, like, that you're a certain shade of whatever skin color you are. Like, I mean, if they have eyes, wouldn't you be able to see that, you know? Yeah, like, I see what you're saying. So you're supposed to, to present your blood to God or whatever to prove that you're not Jewish. Is that what, is yeah. that what, is that, like, yeah. the purpose of it? Yeah, that, that's what they, um, that's what they said about it. But it's I mean, very I, crazy. I, yeah, it's. But uh, overall, I mean, I don't, um, I never do any rituals with uh, with any kind of blood or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so how do you feel about all of that now? Like, how do you feel about, you know, the, I don't know, Jews or or any of the rituals that they put up there for you to do or any of that? How do you feel about it now that um, you don't really believe any of that anymore? The thing was, uh, it was they they mix the dangerous thing with them i think is that they mix religion with politics mm. so they kind of um infuse your politics into what you believe mm. and some some christians already do that with being like more conservative or whatnot sure and you know i i understand that if you if you can like separate them they they mix them on purpose because then if you started to believe the more spiritual side you would also then therefore make you believe you know all the um very like uh like very nazi stuff mm, um, but the, sure, sure. the what, what i think of them uh sorry i wasn't get off track but the thing i think about now is um it's very it's very dangerous how they really program you because it gets to the point where I, at least now i can't really get the whole like jews own the world like unironically out of my head mm. you know no matter how hard you try it's like it's still there because your brain just it they put so much dis disinformation in everything they say that it uh that it gets to uh it really like just gets ingrained in you mm. it's strange because i you know you would say that like oh like someone who didn't grow up with it wouldn't be indoctrinated but no it, it just it happened yeah i i i have no issue believing that it it happens like that i have no issue believing that you know that 
this discord group can indoctrinate i mean that's on the bite model people can self-indoctrinate through the internet and things like that but yeah I, actually we're out of time now I'm, I'm gonna touch on that a little bit off uh off of the air here but i appreciate you coming on and talking to me it's been super interesting and i'm sure i'll talk to you again around okay cool thank you yeah yeah um i i see what it, i see what you're saying there about how they like to mix politics and religious beliefs like that heavily, where a lot of the time Israel is kind of disliked heavily by a lot of people because of their treatment of Palestine and things like that. And how they treat Palestine is wrong. It's, it's a huge train wreck of a mess. And on that note, they the nation of Israel is pro-religious uh, ethnostate. I don't see how anybody can justify that in their minds. That's not good. That's not healthy. That's bad. On another note, I don't see how anybody could possibly believe that, I mean, outside of being indoctrinated to believe it, I don't see how anybody could view Jewish people as, as anything less than anybody else. What does your ancestry have to do with anything? You are who you are. You can move past your family. I mean, my family was broke. My dad was a piece of garbage pretty much and just got an awful family history. But I am who I am today. I've made my own legacy, my own everything. Why should it be different for anybody? I, I just can't buy this whole your bloodlines determine your value as a human or your skin color determines your value as a human. I just don't buy it at all. It deeply bothers me when people have an issue with somebody because of their race or their, their bloodlines or their anything, just their beliefs. It just, it just bothers me. So 